0: Uh, today's topic, we have the uh, esteemed uh, privilege of speaking to an attorney that I hope if they're looking for an attorney general in uh, Washington, D.C. They're thinking about Steve Seidman. <laughs> uh, he is uh, a profound um, uh, prophet in law, uh, knows a lot about it, can uh, do things for you. So Steve J. Seidman is the founding attorney of Seidman Law Office, experienced trial lawyer focused on personal injury. Steve is also American Heroes Group partner, sponsor, and advisory board member. Uh, quite a wealth of information in his firm, so if you have a problem, you better call him. Uh, the discussion today is going to be 2021 updates on legal issues. It is so great to have you on, uh, Steve. You are always uh, a wealth of information every time we have you on.
1: Well, th- thank you very much, Doctor. I appreciate it. And uh, Merrick Garland uh, is actually uh, nominated for attorney general But I do have six degrees of separation because he went to Niles West High School um, and so did I. He was older, but great guy, by the way. He became uh, a district judge and a fantastic guy. I think the country is lucky to have him. You might recall that um, uh, Mr. Garland or Justice Garland was nominated for the Supreme Court uh, under the Obama administration, but unfortunately was not confirmed because the Republicans held control. And they, they said, well, the new president should decide. Of course, the roles changed when uh, the new uh, the new president at that point came on. So yes, uh, yes. Uh, Justice Garland never was confirmed. And uh, the country is lucky to have him as an attorney general. He's a brilliant guy. Oh, yes. yes uh, and a nice man, <laughs> a real nice guy. So uh, I just wanted to update, uh, since we're in a new administration, new day and age, so to speak, I wanted to just update us a little bit and have some discussions on What's it looking like for veterans and uh, our country a- as it is? Yes. Well, first, we start with the first black um, uh, uh, secretary of defense, which is a wonderful thing, wow. Lloyd Austin. And
0: uh,
1: yes. <laughs> what a tremendous guy this is. Uh, he, he's 67 years old, uh, very low key. You didn't hear about General Austin much before he was actually nominated and confirmed. By the mm-hmm. way, he's confirmed ninety-two to 97 to 2.
0: Um, and
1: my understanding is, of course, uh, Josh Hawley, that, that uh, senator out of Missouri, was one of the two uh, that decided not to uh, vote for his uh, confirmation. Uh, it was 93-2, to two, actually, and the other was a fellow from Utah. Um, everybody else uh, uh, voted for him and confers confirmation. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a fellow who spent his life in the career as the military. And I also found it interesting, and... Uh, before the show started, there was the news uh, uh, flash on this that he has not spent seven years in civilian ranks. Oh. And in order to become uh, the uh, the Secretary of Defense, you have to have be out of the the, the army or the military, I should say, for seven years uh, because they want a civilian kind of managing thing as a balance. Under the Trump administration, there was a waiver for for their Secretary of Defense and. Uh, they did the same thing for uh, General Austin, um, uh, which is probably a good thing. I mean, you being a, you have been a veteran, and our mm-hmm. listeners are veterans, know that the experience that you have bringing into the to the Defense Department is is really huge. I think uh, the the theory was that they didn't want uh, defense people running the defense show; sure. that they wanted some balance. But certainly, this fellow was wonderful. He was uh, graduated West Point. Became the commanding general of the U.S. forces in Iraq. Uh, he oversaw the transition from Operation Iraqi Freedom uh, to Operation New Dawn. Then he became Army Vice Chief of Staff, and then he became the United States Central Command uh, uh, commander. Uh, so this mm-hmm. is a very well uh, well-versed uh, person in the military. And then after he left uh, the military. About I think it was five years ago, we joined the board of Raytheon Technologies and Tenet Healthcare, and has uh, has been added ever since. So we're lucky to have him, I think. Um, and and that's uh, you know as, as you know, there's been a little bit of a lot of uh, uh, of how do I say it of, of change uh, <laughs> under the last administration. Um, <laughs> not a lot of stability, a lot of firings and everything else. So it's good to see that. We've reached that now. The other person is not confirmed yet, but uh, the president has uh, has has nominated Dennis McDonough, and it, this is important to our listeners uh, because he's the Biden's VA secretary pick, and this mm-hmm. is a guy. This this administration, the VA, uh, uh, Veterans Administration, uh, and has a 240 billion dollar budget. It's like. You it know, reminds me of Austin Powers. <laughs> These are, this is $240 billion, and it's a lot of money. Now, this is a guy, though, that has had no military experience. So we go sort of the exact opposite of what we just talked about with General Austin. Uh, Dennis McDonough has had really no, no experience per se, but he has been involved uh, under the Obama administration in his transition team, and then he served as chief of staff of the National Security Council, and he became Obama's uh, chief of staff in 2013. Um, now he was instrumental in bridging the divides in Congress to get the Veterans Choice Act passed in 2014. And if you recall, we talked about the Veterans Choice Act, right? Because yes. back in the day, mm-hmm. if you're a veteran, you only you have to go to the VA. You can't go to another doctor. Right. Now that's changed, and that's a huge change, mm-hmm. uh, a sea change, as I say, because you know it's very important for veterans. They have their choice of, of who it is they want to go, so uh, you know there's a little bit of controversy over this because uh, frankly there's a there's a large sexual assault scandal as as our producer uh, Glenda Glenda knows and has really fought for women's rights. Um, the 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 sexual assault scandal was terrible uh, in the last couple of years. We know it. There's been some changes. There's been some uh, um, action on that and laws. Uh, to prevent uh, this discrimination in the chain mm-hmm. of command uh, has to be notified immediately. Mm-hmm. But he's got to overtake that, too. So that's going to be uh, mm-hmm. quite, uh, quite the, uh, the thing. Also, what about the coronavirus vaccine? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the general public, as you know, is having trouble. Now, we know people 65 and older have a right to get the vaccine. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a very small supply, considering uh, the amount of people who need as needed, It's kind of like a, a, a seller's market right now. I mean, tremendous demand for this vaccine. Now, we talked about all the veterans, the VA and the government is going to be paying for their vaccine. There is still no administration program. So McDonough's got to come in, and, in my mind, and sort of pick up the ball pretty quickly uh, and get moving on this thing. Um, so uh, he's got that. Now, he's not confirmed yet. Um, I think there might be a little pushback because he doesn't have any military experience per se, sort of like the opposite of what we expected to see in the Defense Department. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see what happens. So um, that is uh, something that we'll watch in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the, the first lady, the new first lady, Jill Biden, mm-hmm. um, she just named the director for the Military Families Program. Now, what's that? When Michelle Obama was first lady... Uh, Jill Biden, who was the vice president's um, first lady, so to speak, at the time, uh, and and Michelle Obama, the first lady, Mm -hmm. took a big step in in trying to get military family support. Now, that's Mm -hmm. obviously different than the veterans themselves. And um, the veterans themselves obviously get the support through the VA, and there's this $240 billion budget. But what we don't see are the families of these veterans. The people who have to take care of their loved ones and mm-hmm. who are dealing with all this traumatic stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about last year about the suicide rate, about all with the veterans and how often um, veterans are going through this depression and suicide. Yeah. Um, and we talked about this, and they, these families need support to be able to deal with this. Well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: she just, Jill Biden, uh, just started this uh, this new, uh, new, new program, uh, actually resurrected it because for the last four years it hasn't seen anything, but... Um, Uh, She's launching joint joint, joining forces to encourage members of the public and private sector to find ways, big and small, to support service members, veterans, their families, and their caregivers. It's focused on education, employment, and wellness. Now, uh, how is it going to be funded? I think a lot of private contributions. And I think there's going to be, you know, when we see fundraisers for these politicians, We're hopeful that that, uh, this is what's going to happen. Now, I will say the last four years, tumultuous as they've been, um, we've seen a lot of changes uh, since the time I've been sort of uh, 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 on with having the honor of, of being with you guys. There's been a lot of changes going on, and for the good, for veterans and for the military people. And um, maybe that had something to do with Vice President Pence's son being in the military. Mm. Uh, Certainly, we know the Bidens, uh, Hunter Biden, who who passed away, was a military man. Mm. And if you notice, every time uh, President Biden uh, ends his speeches, said, uh, and God bless the people in the military, Um, so uh, people were serving. So, um, uh, you know, we're hopeful that, that over the course of the next few months, we'll see some major changes. You know, one thing about the VA Um, And and the Veterans Administration, per se, is for many years, and, Dr., I think you might have seen this, it it was Mm -hmm. sort of Mm state. It was like just Mm -hmm. from the 1950s to now, nothing really changed. And this last few years, we've seen some really good modernization, this Choice Act, uh, many different things that have really kind of updated the system Mm -hmm. to put it into, you know, the, the the year two thousand and twenty. I mean, so it, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, that's, that's now I'd it. like to go to the uh, other side of thing, and uh, I like to talk about these newsworthy items for veterans. Uh, we have one uh, where a lawyer was accused of stealing nearly a million dollars from a veteran's charity. Wow. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we have these charities, that they're 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 run, and many times they're not on the level. So you have to be careful. You, you might get a lot of telemarketing calls. Back in the day, we certainly did. We're selling garbage bags. We're selling light bulbs. These are veterans. And, and what they what they do is they establish these, these charities for veterans. And yet, not more than 2% or 5% of the money goes to the veterans. Right. It's going to, uh, you know, the, the administration of running the charity. Well, in this case, apparently, uh, this particular lawyer stole a million bucks. He was convicted of it. Uh, he was charged, at least with felony larceny. Um, and uh, uh, that, that uh, uh, he was also sentenced in, in federal fraud charges to prison time uh, um, to order uh, to pay this particular lawyer $1.4 million in restitution to Fisher House Foundation in Connecticut, a chapter of a national charity that builds homes near veterans medical centers where families can stay mm-hmm. free while their loved ones undergo treatment. So it's sort of like Ronald McDonald, which is a yeah, wonderful yes. organization. But this guy took money said he was going to build these houses next to the uh, to the veterans uh, the hospitals so families could stay and of course um, uh, you know stole the money uh, not no. a not a good thing no uh, we hope that uh, Joe biden's um, uh, type of thing that she's doing this same type of thing it's not not stealing obviously but mm-hmm. she's trying to establish funds for stuff, stuff like that to get houses uh, to to house people while their families are or their loved one the military veterans are Going through treatment, so um, I'm optimistic that maybe we'll see some some privatization uh, and and some some good money come in to, to do some good things for veterans. Um, yeah. On a legal front, uh, I, I came across an article where a retired soldier uh, claimed ongoing trauma for online sales of poster of his combat service. So what does that all mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you know we we uh, we have a situation in which. Uh, this particular, you know, when you're in, uh, when you're in battle, uh, sometimes and doing service, sometimes uh, they will take pictures of you. And in this case, they took a picture of Nicholas Giovanelli, uh, and and basically he uh, he sued Walmart and Amazon because they used his picture, uh, you know, kind of in service to advertise. Um, we saw that with Michael Jordan, by the way, with Dominic's back in the day, uh, where they used the likeness, but you can't do that. And if you wanted, you know, one, you have one year in which to sue if somebody has used your likeness, and it happens more than, than you think. So uh, I don't know if you have any questions, uh, Doctor. No, but, but uh, that was
0: really very, very informative, Steve. I, you know, I didn't, wasn't aware of uh, many of the things that you were talking about, and I think that that's something we really have to focus on you know, as veterans going forward and making sure we have great attorneys like you who are keeping uh, your finger on the pulse of what's really happening and and what's really important to us. But, you know, one of the things I was thinking about as you were speaking is that, um, and you've really outlined it very well about how this new administration is coming in and how they're being positioned in uh, different leadership roles. And how do you think that's going to affect uh, th- you know, the people who are actually the workers within these agencies, because before, uh, from the past administration, a lot of people became disheartened. Some people even left the administration. Uh, so this maybe is foreboding, you know, is t- giving a foreboding of things to come where people will start getting uh, more um, faith in the institution that they were serving in. A lot of people swore, you know, raised their hand and swear uh, to protect the people that they're representing. So what kind of effect do you think that's going to have?
1: Well, I think it's going to have a great effect. You know, the Transportation Secretary is, is the first openly gay mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I, I got to tell you that that if, if you recall, a tremendous amount of our CIA operatives and people left in the last yes. administration. Mm-hmm. My understanding is is that they're, they're trying to get them back, and there are means and methods in which they could recall them if they want to be recalled. And I think, Doctor, you pointed out perfectly that, that because of, of this reaching out and this diversity and the fact that he has gotten really good leaders, it seems, or is trying to get good leaders in place, that this is going to you know, bring back a lot of good people. And I think what we saw at the top was, was, a, was a, a talent train. Of major proportion under the last administration. I mean, you saw a ton of people leave the services, mm-hmm. the VA. You saw a ton of people leave the Department of Defense. Saw a ton of people leave uh, the CIA. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that because of this, going to bring back, and I think it's it's a good thing. It's a great thing.
0: Yeah, I agree, uh, and I think that all those people who honorably served, uh, it's really a testament to uh, the strength of our constitution. And even the resiliency, you know, we went through a uh, potential insurrection, uh, you know, uh, recently, and it, it really shows that we are stronger than that, and we are stronger as a nation. And uh, I'm so glad that you are, you know, in the legal realm protecting those rights that um, we have as veterans, because um, those rights depend on the Constitution's solvency, right, and and whether it's actually able to uh, withstand such a an insult <laughs> over time. Right. And also, yeah,
1: okay. you know, what, what we have to do as a nation is understand mm-hmm. that but for the people who serve, like yourself mm-hmm. and Cliff, mm-hmm. we don't have a nation. We don't mm-hmm. have the democracy. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see the statistics mm-hmm. that there were some veterans who were on the opposite side, in other words, part of the uh, insurrection.
0: Right, right. So, right. Uh,
1: you know, I guess there's some and police officers do. that were part of the insurrection. I yes. mean, but the, but truthfully, mm-hmm. the veterans have served this mm-hmm. country, have made this democracy what it is, and have preserved this democracy. Oh, and Steve, we owe Steve. it, and during the next few months, we're going to see what type of laws yes. are going to help veterans mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of changes that have come, but we're waiting for more.
0: Oh, but, Steve, we're out of time, uh, and I really, really appreciate you. We have that got to have you back on again and again because you are such an inspiration. You are uh, a partner of us from uh, virtually the beginning of this program, and you have been so supportive of veterans in many ways, even giving the information you're giving. So we are so happy to have you. Thank you
1: very much. Have a great day. Thanks.
0: Okay. Thank you. Bye. (laughs)